0: Imagine a magnificent life where you can master anything you want to, where time is not a barrier. Struggles and challenges you face can be overcome. You can create ultimate control and access higher potential that brings joy and fulfillment in your life. To achieve this, we must first empty our mind to be open for new possibilities before we can launch into infinite heights. In the words of Zen Master Shinryo Suzuki, In the beginner's mind, there are many possibilities. But in the expert's mind, there are few. Join me, the maestro Vincent Chang, as we uncover the secrets to going from zero to infinity. Hello everyone, welcome back to part two. Last time, I talked a little bit about how... I encountered challenges based on, you know, how I should be living life or how others have lived life and going against what was deep inside. Sometimes we're conditioned not to really explore that. It's as if we go to school and we follow the system of, you know, you get a check mark or you get an X. If you get a check mark, then somehow you're Feeling good, you're praised, good job, or yeah, that's what you're supposed to do. And then if you get an X, now you're feeling crummy and shame. I'm like, Oh, how can I do better? And, and this whole system of, of right and wrong gets incorporated into our mindset. So very early on, we're already deprogrammed to be less human and more of a machine. And and in that process, and I'm just sharing that because I've come to see in my own learning and and you know yeah to say that the the, the education system that we know is extremely limited. I mean that's exactly the word that I want to use. It limits our ability to be fully who we are, fully human, fully our potential of thinking, creativity. And if I were to go back to talk about, you know, growing up, you know, taking music and how, you know, I made a huge shift to go from engineering to explore what I'd really love to do. Well, it wasn't always the case, you know. Yes, as a baby, you know, parents saw me going to the piano and, you know, playing and, and, and having fun and that, Oh, maybe, maybe there's an interest here. Maybe, okay, let's, let's have him learn and, and take some lessons. But it's, it began as like just something fun. But then over time it became a chore. It became a task and it's almost like every day you have to, you know go to school take a break and come back every day you have to practice 30 minutes every day you got to practice 45 minutes and it became a routine it became just a habit just you're doing it and as a as a kid it's like the fun really d- just d- deteriorated It disappeared very quickly it was no longer fun to play the piano it was That you had to do it. And it's no fault of, you know, parents or, you know, anybody who, who, you know, make you learn something that is a hobby or, or a skill. It's just the conditioning. It's just society. It's culture. If you think about it, like take, take a hobby, take art, take music, take singing. Maybe you grew up in a school and. Now you're not doing it anymore. I've, you know, coached and trained and worked with hundreds of amateur artists and professionals too. I'm at the church choirs and I'm stunned at how many of them stopped singing or felt like they could not sing or they can't do it. And they, they sound bad and, and it's this education system that we've, been conditioned in now, here is life of music that all of us have a beautiful voice all of a sudden through this process of conditioning and limits well today you know what you're out of tune so just lip sync you know stand behind the tree on the uh, at your children's play at school uh let let so and so do it you know and then ends up, she's going to do everything because she's good at it somehow. It's just the luck of the draw and all of you others. You know what? You don't want to embarrass the class or the school. So do you know the impact of how it just demoralizes your human spirit? You now become defined as something not good enough you're not able to do you sound bad and again the concepts of morality are placed onto you you either are right or you're wrong you sing a right note or you sing a wrong note and then you become attached to a definition of this type of like you're no longer human you are a right thing or you're a wrong thing and that's how most of life has been lived. And so I don't know how many people, you know, they stop playing piano, they stop singing, they stop drawing. Even me, like I got a D's and C's in my art, most of my, you know, schooling. And then I never drew anymore. I just thought I was bad. That same goes for people who, who sing. But I'm sure, you know, if you're listening, you've worked with me before. You've thought this way. And in such a short time, you went from doing something that you never thought possible to enjoying it. Singing a note you could never reach. Feeling the passion and expressing something that is deep within you. That is your voice. And that's what I want to talk about. We're so limited by... In essence, fear. And I'll talk about this in the book that's going to come out. My book, Heal the Source. There's really only one fear. Think about why you don't sing anymore. Think about why you don't draw anymore. Think about why you don't even pursue something you love or your dreams. Well, there's only one thing blocking you. It's fear. And what, what is that fear? Well, the number one thing that comes up is fear of what other people think especially those who are closest to us. Now don't do that because uh it's not going to make you. Oh know, don't do that. You're going to and we have to understand what that fear even is. You know, fear of judgment, fear of opinions, but no, it's it's deeper than that. You know, we don't fear the judgment of someone saying, "Hey, you're good. Go for it." In fact, very rarely do we hear that. You know, when I you know sold everything and and booked a one way ticket to you know pursue music across the world in berlin i could count the number of people who said good for you for you know pursuing your dreams in fact and i think there might be only like two people everyone else is like you are insane why would you give up such a you know a six figure job why would you do this you don't know what you what what happens if you don't have, make it you don't this and Fear, 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 fear. And a lot of people who did come in and say, I won't, I, there's, you have so much courage to do that. You don't know, take a lot of guts. and And perhaps, you know, when, when I remember back then when people said that to me, I, I was like, it's not courage. It's, it's, I already shifted my mindset back then because if it was about courage, I probably wouldn't do it. You know, if it was about fear, then I wouldn't do it. Internally, I've come to grips with separating myself from, most of all, the fear of others, which is actually placed onto you. Think about how many people actually pursue their dreams and and, and their goals of what they really want. And the first thing that comes up, well, I can't do it, you can't do it. And Why is there so little s- support? especially as with children, to do and have them expand to their limitless potential. No, no. put them in a box, put them on a path, put them on a railway track and say, this is how you're going to live life. And if you don't do that, you're going to bring shame. You're going to feel bad. You're going to fail. You're not going to have enough money. You're going to starve. You're All of these fears. And if you, if you go back, it's intergenerational. It's passed on. Yes, grandparents went through the war. They lost everything. So how do we live? Well, let's make sure our kids don't lose everything. Let's make sure that they're fed and sheltered. And I talk about this too in in the book where, you know, when you hear with all the self-help, all the gurus, all the law of attraction, it's the difference between what you don't want and what you do want. And we're conditioned in our society and in everything, in our school systems, of what we don't want. I don't want to fail. I don't want to make a mistake. I don't want to starve. I don't want to lose my money. I don't want to break this connection. I don't want to be abandoned. I don't want to be alone. That is fear-generated thinking. So if we're always trying to avoid what we don't want, well, we never really messed. We never really overcome it. We're just avoiding it. It's always there. So the moment you begin to shift your thinking and your perception to, wait, am I able to confront my own fear of what I don't want? And I, I use this statement a lot. It's in order to master your fear, you have to surrender to it and a lot of people, when I say that, they don't really understand what surrendering to fear is. It's actually, oh, you know, I'm, I'm giving. No, it's actually being in it. It's embracing it. Yeah, it's like, if I'm afraid of the water, I will always be afraid of the water if I avoid the water. This is the way we've been conditioned to live life. Avoid pain, avoid injury, avoid danger. And what do we fear most? Our existence. Our losing it. Avoid death. So if you propagate from hunger and shelter, well, if I don't have that, if I don't eat, then I'm going to die. If I don't have proper protection and safety, I will die. So let's avoid it. And so much of life is lived and I've seen it. I've lived that way. Where if I'm avoiding life all the time, what am I living for? So let's take a moment to see, you know, acknowledge if you're truly honest about what you're afraid of. And trust me, this is not an easy thing to do. Write it down. I'm afraid of losing my family. I'm afraid of losing everything I own. I'm afraid of losing a job. I'm afraid of losing my credibility. And the source of all those fears is still only one fear. And it's the fear of non-existence. If I die, I don't exist. I mean, psychologically, that's what's happening. And a lot of how I've, you know, I can tell you the last five years and maybe a little bit more, the amount of Knowledge and application of studying that I've done is a million times more than what I've learned growing up for the first 35 years of my life. Like I would say, what's the point of the Pythagorean theorem when I'm depressed, angry, unsure of how to have a relationship? Great. You know, I take the two... Right angles and go to the hypotenuse, and I take the quickest way out of life. No, you have to understand that most of our conditioning and our schooling and education is based on a left brain and it's very limited. That's why we have computers, but essentially programmed to be a computer. We totally miss what we call the right brain or the heart space or the essence of who we are. I feel like. why I'm doing this now, because I, I had to come to a, a rude awakening. I'm like, I can't live like this. I've seen it and I've seen others, you know, previous generations you know, work 35 years and retire and you're supposed to enjoy your life and they're miserable. <clears> hmm. <throat> I'm like, something doesn't make sense here. So if the whole point is to be unhappy so that you become happy, but you're still unhappy. So. I was intrigued. And when you're curious, when you start to ask questions like, why, why was this happening? Why is this happening to me? And you're relentless to find the answer. You will eventually find it. But very few people do because when you start asking these questions, you have to confront the fears behind it. And not only your fears, but the fears of people around you. So in the last two years have really shown us how fear really is so pervasive and it can completely change the perception and feelings and thoughts of people from one end to the other. So I you know, invite you to take a reflection. You know, what do you fear really? And are you able to confront it? And if you can't, well, that's my job now. Like I the whole reason I'm on this path and doing this work is because I've been stuck for so long in my own fear and I'm still working with it. It comes in and out, but that's where mentors come in. That's where therapists come in. That's where coaches come in. That's learning. We don't learn how to live. You know, we learn how to be a machine and all of the clients that I, you know, work with and, and including myself, it's like we're relearning how to live a lot of the traumas or the pains, the suffering and and things that kept us stuck is those fears that we've had as a child or even as a teenager even as a young adult, and we have to go back to heal that, and that's where you know heal the source comes in. How do we relearn and and form a new path on which how in which we can live? That's power. That's the we don't realize we have a choice. We say this is how we're doing. If we don't follow it, well, I have to do it because I don't want to feel the punishment. I don't want to be humiliated. I don't want to be judged. I don't want to be criticized. And that's the one thing if you want to really master your life is to confront your fear of what it is to be judged by others. And if your fear is tied to whether you know you're humiliated or you're you know, criticized by parents and family and friends and coworkers, and that, we're oftentimes we're so used to it. But think about what is the relationship you do want. What do I want out of life? Do I want more peace? Do I want more security? Do I want more enjoyment? Do I want more freedom? And if you follow that path, new perspectives and possibilities will come to you because you're no longer working from a fear space, which is don't want. You're going to work with a choice space, which is free. I choose to follow what I want. I choose to be more confident. I choose to confront some of my inner struggles so that I can be more free to live the life I do want. But it's hard. The moment you start to do that, you'll hear doubts. You'll hear, oh I don't you shouldn't, yeah, you, know, you can't. So begin on this process of really honestly asking yourself what it is you do want. And so many people out there are doing the same thing. You know, they're they want what I want for you and me. Why can't we level up and enjoy life at the same time, be productive and collaborate. And now we can finally get to solving some of these human issues that we've been plagued with, or it's, it's part of our process for thousands of years. You know, you think about 2000 years ago where Jesus came and said the same things, like you, you guys are thinking in a way that you're missing the point. And 2,000 years later, the same thing, teaching the same thing. We're still following it. So it's time to break out of that cycle. You know, the moment we are attached to the fear of what someone else thinks, we have absolutely no power in who we are. Because my sense of self, my sense of being, my identity is based on what I think the other person thinks. So if you, you know, to go back and you can listen to this a few times because it's a paradox. Oftentimes it, we fear the judgment and most of the time they're not really judging us, but we think they are. And by when we think they are, we lose our power in how we make our choices in life. Here I thought, Hey, I want to pursue my dream of being a conductor, best one in the world, conduct Berlin Phil, and I feel that, you know, a family member or a friend and saying, no, you're not going to make it. Nobody makes it. It's, a, it's such a hard musician life. And, and the moment I don't do it is because I believe them. I've just lost all power in my own choice. I've let some other person's opinion dictate who I am or how I live. Yes, there might be some advice or wisdom in that, but that's not what we're taking. We're taking and believing the emotional impact of what they're saying, which is, I don't believe in you. You can't do anything. You don't have what it takes. You're going to fail. That's what we believe. And so we stop trying. So let's reverse that. Let's shift it entirely. It's not about what we don't want. We don't want to be pushed down on. What you do want is to be supported. How would you like someone to talk to you, to judge you, to criticize you? It's like, hey, you're doing something amazing. Very few people do. And I want you to succeed. How can I help you? And if I can't help you, well, I'm just going to, Support you. Oh, but here are some people I know. Maybe you can talk to them. We must move from a lose-lose mentality in our society to a win-win. It's right or wrong. There's always somebody who's going to win and always someone going to lose. That's competition. That's school. That's even relationships and arguments. Somebody always has to be right and someone always has to be wrong. Like no. That's not a relationship we do want. I want one where we both win, we both grow. I want you to have the best life. How can I? And vice versa. And in this way, we can really resolve most of the world conflict, which is which is my mission right now. That's why I'm writing. That's why I'm doing this work. If we can all master our own emotions, our unconscious, and our, we come to a more control and power and choosing the way we live and how we respond to others, world conflict will disappear because all conflict stems from the self first. And if we're able to address that instead of pointing the finger, you did this or you're wrong, you're this. No, Jesus said it best. Take the log out of your own eye before pointing out the speck in someone else. And that's the whole process in this work. And the one thing we fear most is ourselves. We fear the truth of what is unacceptable. So a lot of reflection here and know that I'm on your side. And if you need to talk to someone, talk to me. Understanding our fears is I think the only thing that allows us to live a, a life of fulfillment, connection, happiness, joy, and peace. So thank you for listening. Once again, you can always email me at Vincent at HealTheSource source.com. And I look forward to hearing your feedback and you know, what you've gone through. We're in this together. So let's support each other and build a better life for yourselves, for the people around you, for the world. Until next time, take care. You've begun this incredible journey to infinite mastery. To reach infinity, you must first get to zero. Be open to learn so that you can become a master in whatever you desire. Infinity is possible when you master and leverage time to your advantage. Subscribe to the Zero to Infinity podcast with maestro Vincent Chang to gain ultimate control and realize higher potential. Visit my website at vincentchang.ca and healthesource.com to learn more about creating success and balance in your life so you can master anything.